Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zielinski. Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, end-time watchwoman, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this Thursday, September 24th. 2015 edition. I broadcast daily right here at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And on Saturday nights, I broadcast at 11 p.m. Eastern Time on WINB and Worldwide Christian Radio. That's Saturdays at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Pacific. And you can go to the website under the tab radio for all that information. I've been getting a lot of inquiries from people that want to get baptized. So I just wanted to throw this out here right off the hopper. If you want to get baptized, that is either water baptism and baptized in the Holy Ghost, you let me know. I want to hear from you. My information is there at weekendvigilante.com. I'm not talking about if you are baptized as a child or an infant or under pretty much the age of adulthood. And I'll make sure that I'll hook you up with someone to baptize you or I'll do it myself. Well, wait a minute. How do you do that yourself, Sheila? Well, I've done it over Skype in a tub. So we'll make it happen if you want to get baptized. If you don't have that dunamis power, it's time to get it. So, and that's okay. You know, I know a lot of people are like, I don't know why I don't speak in tongues. And and a lot of people end up just shrugging it off. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's important. And it doesn't matter why you don't. The important thing is that you're going to be, and that's the main thing. So let's get on with that, okay? Make that a priority today. Okay, some of you have emailed me about a YouTube video that I put up for L.A. Marzulli's show Day of Chaos from yesterday, and I just want to let people know that there is a corrupt file in that. It quits playing in about 40 minutes, and the last three interviews I've done They've quit at that exact same mark, so I do need to uh, figure out what's going on with that. I'll get that sorted out, and I will have that YouTube back up, hopefully, on the weekend. So bear with me. I'm not sure what's going on there, but I wanted to say I'm sorry that it cuts out at 45 minutes. So I've removed it, both those videos, and I will have them up as soon as possible. And just a reminder, tomorrow on the program is David Lankford, the voice of evangelism, a man who I consider to be my personal pastor. And let me tell you, he is a powerhouse man of God, prolific scriptorian. And that's going to be a fantastic show tomorrow. So put it on your calendar. Don't miss it tomorrow. And speaking of fantastic guests, my guest today is an amazing powerhouse man of God. He's a former Miami Beach police officer turned evangelist. Any of us that do deliverance, we are very familiar with this man and his father. Incredible, and it's such a pleasure to have him on the show today. And I'm going to get him to pray for my audience. I'm hoping he'll do like a mass deliverance. So without further ado, Frank, it's been a while, and thank you very much for coming back on the program. Thank you for inviting me. 
Frank, tell the listeners how you went from being a police officer to an evangelist doing teaching, preaching, healing, deliverance. I've been doing the ministry of deliverance and healing and deliverance for, oh, probably about 12 years now straight. I was um, really brought up under my father's ministry. And then when he passed on, before he passed on, he passed a mantle on to me. And I've uh, grown up, so to speak, in a matter of the laying on of hands and the passing the mantle. It was like a little boy. All of a sudden, I was a grown man. That's what happened with um, the glory going to God the Father through Jesus Christ. You know, you gave the intro. I used to be a Miami Beach police officer, and then God called me out of that. But here I am now casting demons out and uh, loving setting the captives free. Amen. Well, and that's what we really want to be doing is setting the captives free. That's part of our commission, preaching the gospel and setting the captives free. Absolutely. That's a real priority. And especially in a time when people are such, they're in such bondage. They're really in bondage to fear. I mean, look around. We've got what looks like the false prophet in America today. What is this guy up to? And, you know, even if he's not the false prophet, he certainly is a type and shadow of a potential false prophet. Obama, people have said he's the Antichrist. He is a type of Antichrist for sure. The Antichrist? I don't think so. But he certainly is a type of Antichrist. There's no doubt about what's going on. CERN is opening. I mean, there's a lot going on, Frank, and people are really fearing You know, sometimes people call me fear radio, and it really hurts because the whole point is not to have people fearing, but the good news is to try to make them understand the power and authority they have through Jesus Christ. I think it should be the opposite of fear radio. I think they should call it fearless radio. Well, we don't need to have fear. We don't have to have fear. God did not give us that spirit. It says in 2 Timothy 1.7, and Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's encouraging Timothy not to be afraid. He says, God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I believe that what we need to focus in on is what God really did give us. He gave us authority over all of the power of the enemy. But many people, they shrink back with fear from the enemy. They, they're afraid of the enemy. They're afraid of what's going to happen tomorrow. They're, gonna afraid, they're afraid of what tomorrow is going to bring, what uh, the other shoe is going to drop on their head. They're afraid of fear itself. And, but it's a spirit. It's a spirit that we have authority over. Now, I want to talk about that authority. And it's in Luke 10, 19, that Jesus says, Behold, I give you authority over serpents, over scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. Now, that's the words of Jesus Christ to his believers, that he gives us authority over all the power of the enemy. Now, in Ephesians 6.12, Paul writes to the church, and he shows us the four categories or the four powers of the enemy. He says in Ephesians 6.12, he says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, Paul is writing, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, that's the first power, against powers, that's the second one, against rulers of darkness of this age, that's the third, 
and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So this is the four levels of spiritual warfare that Jesus gave us authority over. So we don't have to be afraid because we have authority over these things. It makes a lot of sense for us to look at these four categories now the, and how the darkness operates. And the first one is principalities. This tells us that there are evil princes in Satan's kingdom who are assigned to control large portions of our world, our nation, our states, large political regimes and realms, the religious segments of our country. And they do this by influencing earthly rulers, kings, presidents, governments, officials, parliaments, congress, judges, and all who have legal political influence or rule over the regions of the earth here. So principalities are the ones who have rule, legal rule, over the earth here in certain uh, regions. If Satan can influence these people by his evil prince, he can influence and directly rule the people of that region. So that's the first segment of Satan's satanic kingdom that we wrestle against, that Jesus gave us authority over. And he gave us power over this. And it's the evil prince of principalities that influence legal rule. Wow. Now, that's amazing that we have that. We shouldn't be afraid of anything. Watch this. Now, look and see what's going on in your state. Family, look around and see what exists. Look what's going on. What customs, what traditions go on in the areas that you're living in. Make a list. And then you're armed with a knowledge of who the evil prince is and who the principality is, what's going on on your land. We pray spiritual warfare against these things. And on this list, hey, if you're a voter, if you're a registered voter, vote people out. Vote them out who are ungodly, who don't line up with Scripture. Vote them out. The next category is called powers. And I want to get into this a little bit. Powers are behind witchcraft, occultism, psychic power, mental power, dark arts, such as transcendental meditation, and visible powers such as Reiki, universal life force. They operate much like uh, electricity operates behind the wall. Real power, it's behind the wall. You don't see it. You don't. You know there's a plug there. You don't see the power behind the wall, but you know it's there. Now, those things I want to talk about, I want to get back to powers at the end of our segment here, because there's something going on in our church that is involving powers, and I want to expose that. But let me continue on going here about the what we wrestle against and the next category in satan's kingdom is called rulers of darkness and they rule regions under the legal authority of the principality they include governors county managers mayors they have very specific areas or in the country or regions given over to them to rule this also includes organized crime indecent and immoral behavior gambling prostitution adultery you have abortion clinics there's all sorts of things that are influencing people to do wrong and the devil has power to steal kill and destroy in these areas and the last one is called spiritual host of wickedness that we wrestle against in heavenly places and this is a blanket of wickedness covering the earth and causes wicked events to happen, such as floods and hurricanes and earthquakes, tornadoes, tsunamis, tidal waves, forest fires, any wicked event that would cause theft, death, and destruction. Now, these specific areas of the earth where wicked events occur, this is where they operate, spiritual host of wickedness. and Satan's realm, he directs his demons and targets these areas 
There are specific areas, and in this realm, he assigns his demons. These are called spiritual hosts of wickedness. These are demons. And this is what Jesus had to deal with on this earth. He cast out spiritual hosts of wickedness. Now, in every demonic realm mentioned above here, the demonic realm attaches to another. This is what I want to get into. I want to get into how they connect with each other and how they attach to each other. These realms attach to each other for strength. And that's why, Sheila, I call out groups of demons. When I call out demons, I call them out in groups because they are powerful in groups. Demons are hosts of wickedness. Now, one time in my life, I was ministering to a young girl in a church in South Miami. She had lain down on a grave. She was 15 years old. She laid down on this grave with her girlfriend in the middle of the night, and they thought it was going to be a joke, and they called the evil spirits into themselves. These these two kids are out there in the graveyard, and this girl, the one that I'm talking about, she called the evil spirit into herself, thinking that this was going to be a fun thing to do. But actually what happened is that the evil spirits from the graveyard came into her and drove her crazy. So I got a call from her mother, and her mother told me what had happened. And she was acting, she was crazy, screaming, cutting herself, and and going in a a very bizarre fashion. She was 15 years old. She was never the same after she did that. Now, there was also a young man that called me around the same time. And what had happened with him is that his parents built a pyramid on the first floor and channeled evil spirits up into his bedroom at night while he slept. And he was going crazy and he was hearing voices and the demons were talking to him. Well, they both called me and they wanted, they wanted help. And I said, oh, sure, meet me at a church down in South Miami. I'm going to be down there. So I gave the pastor, um, I gave pastor his name is Pastor Byrne, I gave him a, the young boy, and I told him what he was dealing with, and I took the young girl, and I started casting evil spirits out of the young girl. Uh, insanity, madness, manias, all sorts of things. And the demons, what they did, uh, they cried out one to another. They cried out of this young girl to the demons and the young boy. Now, neither one of these knew each other. Neither one of them knew each other, but the demons knew each other. And this is what they this is what the demons did. I'm calling evil spirits out of the girl, and the demons are crying out in a deep demonic voice, Help us, brothers, he's killing us. And the demons and the boy were crying out to the girl, No, you help us, brothers, he's killing us. And this went back and forth over the crowd in the church. And it was hair-raising. People in the, in the church never saw, I never saw anything like this in my life. I never heard of anything like this. But now I came to a realization in spiritual warfare that the demons cry out to each other for help and assistance. Just like what we read in the Bible, the demons were crying out. But this was such, an, in a way, it was, it was not only hair-raising, but it was educational at the same time. They call out to each other. Now, when I go into deliverance, I bind the evil spirits. You must bind the evil spirits from calling out to each other and to asking for aid to each other. So I bind them, and I say to the evil spirits in deliverance now, 
Do not call out to each other. Do not assist each other. Do not render aid to each other in the name of Jesus Christ. And I bind their authority and their power. Now, think about this for a minute. Sheila, if you were on one side of the sidewalk and somebody came up to rob you and you saw your friends on the other side of the sidewalk that were going down the street, wouldn't you call out to your friends? Yes. Yeah, you sure would. I would too. And that's exactly what happened here. Now, there's another thing here I'd like to teach you on in Mark chapter 5. And when Jesus came to the other side of the Gadarenes, and they came out of the boat immediately, there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. And he had been dwelling in the tombs, and no one could bind him. Now, I want you to remember that. No one could bind him. Not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, day and night, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. And with Jesus, he saw Jesus from afar off. He ran and worshipped him and cried out with a loud voice, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he had said, Jesus was speaking, he had said, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Now, I'm going to get I'm get around to this now. I want you to see something in a minute. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. You know, there's so, there's so many minuet teachings here that we can teach on, on this one scripture here, about how the demons are territorial. They don't want to be sent out of the country. And then, of course, we hear about the large herd of swine was feeding near the mountains, and all of the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine. All of the demons begged him. It wasn't just one demon now. All of the demons begged him, send us into swine that we may enter them. And at once, Jesus gave him permission, and the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine, and there was about 2,000. Remember that, 2,000. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine, and they told it in the city, in the country, and they went out to see what had happened. And then they came to Jesus, and they saw that he had the legion. He was sitting there clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. For all of those who saw it told them how it had happened to him, who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. And they began to plead with him to depart from the region. And I tell you, Sheila, anytime you see a great move of God, Anytime you see something that is spectacular, something like that, fear, that's the first thing that comes, fear, comes up upon the crowd. Now, heading back to the legion. What is a legion? Well, I looked up the word legion in the dictionary, and I found that it was a Roman army consisting of 3,000 to 6,000 infantry troops and 100 to 200 cavalry troops and a large military unit trained for combat and army. This means there was a lot of foot soldiers with supporting cavalry. And ever, in other words, a legion is combined forces. And, and, and so with the demons, they were combined forces inside of this man. This is what gave him supernatural strength. This is what gave this man superhuman strength. No one could bind him. They put shackles and chains on him, and he, and he broke them apart. No one could bind him. Now, you don't see that often. I mean, if you if you see a policeman put handcuffs on somebody, uh, they're going to stay on and they're going to be, be bound. This guy was shackled with chains and, and he would just snap them apart. Now, combined forces create demonic power. 
he had that supernatural strength. And this was because of this large group of demons inside of him assisting each other. Now, when I was a boy, I used to work on my bicycle. I'd work on the chain. Sometimes the chain needed to be fixed on my bicycle. I didn't know it at the time, but God was showing me an insight for today. And the chain, sometimes it would stretch and it wouldn't fit into the sprockets right and correctly. And the rear wheel was adjusted all the way to the back, but the chain was not. It was just too slack. It had to be shortened. And this required the removal of the chain and looking for the master link. And the master link on that chain would remove a link of chain so you could dismantle the chain and shorten the chain. And once that was done, you could shorten the chain. And this is a function that had to be done, but it had to be soaked in gasoline to get all the grime and the grease off. And I've learned in spiritual warfare that you have to soak your enemy in prayer to loosen him up. You have to find out where the master link is, or if you will, the strong man, so that that chain could be unlinked. So it is in deliverance the same thing. I'm finding out that I need to soak the, the situation in the Holy Spirit. When I pray in the Holy Spirit, sometimes I can't find a demon. Sometimes I don't know how to get it out, and I have to stop, and I have to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please show me. Who is the master link? Where is the one that I need to unlink all the others from? And I bind the strong man. You know, Matthew 12, 29 says, we must bind the strong man before we plunder his house. And the Bible tells us to bind the strong man. And I look at that master link on that bicycle chain, and I thank God for showing me that, that illustration. I understand now. If a person is manifesting uncontrollable anger, you might find that he also has bitterness and resentful and hatefulness and unforgiveness and rejection and violence. But which one of that is the strong man? You see, they all group together. They all link together for assistance. And you have to look and see and soak in the Holy Spirit. Soak that in the Holy Spirit in prayer. Lord, show me which one it is. And I tell you what, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he brings you all truth. Ask the Holy Spirit. I never speak to a demon. Sheila, I never speak to a demon to find out who he is or what he does (laughs) or what his function is because he's a liar, right? He is a liar. He's a liar. I ask the Holy Spirit. I won't ask. I won't talk to a demon. I'll just tell him to shut up and come out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so demons take up residence and um, an attachment to a person through all different things. I found out, um, I can't remember, I learned something on Omega Man Radio when I was listening to one of the people speaking. Uh, I, I always used to think, the demons could come in through two ways. It was through rebellion and rejection. But then I heard another preacher saying, and they come in through the lies of the enemy that you believe. Ah, isn't that something? The demons come in through the lies of the devil that you believe. How about that? And many people believe they're inferior. They feel that they're you know, in rejection. They feel that they're inferior and they're insecure. And they believe that, and that's what they become. What I feared most 
came upon me, Job said. So there may be a whole slew of demons that work in a person, but there always seems to be that one that stands out from the others. And when I do deliverance with people, I get their history. Now, some people don't like doing that. Some people say that, well, you know, you should just try to get it all from the Holy Spirit. And I believe that's, you know, that may be well with, with some ministers and they just don't want to work on and know the person's history. But I tell you, I want to know the person's history because I find out that through getting their history, I get to draw a line directly to the demon. Um I was a member in a church down in Davie, Florida, and I was asked to meet with a eight-year-old boy with a father and mother. He had become violent in school, and he was starting to hurt these kids in school, his fellow classmates. He was eight years old, and we met at the pastor's office, and I started to minister deliverance, and he became extremely violent as I called out the violence and the anger and the hate and murder. As I started calling out these evil spirits, he became extremely violent. And it took three adults, myself, his father, and his mother to hold him down while he thrashed around violently. And he had exactly what I read in the Bible about the demonic man in the tombs. He had demonic strength. This eight-year-old boy had demonic strength, and he was tossing us around like rag dolls. And this went on for about a half an hour. And I'm telling you, Sheila, I was getting exhausted. I was getting exhausted. And I couldn't believe the strength of this young boy at eight years old. He had superhuman strength. And finally, I stopped, and I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, what are we dealing here with? What's going on? And so I started soaking this in prayer. And I said, let's just take a moment. Stop, you know, dad and mom. Let's just stop here for a minute. Let's soak this in prayer. Holy Spirit, what are we dealing here with? Show us what it is. And instantly, the Holy Spirit downloaded, you know, because he's the spirit of truth. He downloaded. He said, okay, Frank, ask the parents what cartoons this child watches. And um, they they replied, Pokemon. That's his favorite cartoon, Pokemon. Pokemon is a is a story about superheroes. It's a it's a cartoon of superheroes, Chinese or Japanese cartoon. And um, I asked the boy what was his favorite character in Pokemon, and he said Yu-Gi-Oh. Now Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon had superhuman strength. Isn't that interesting? And so <laughs> I bound the spirit of Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh in the name of Jesus Christ and commanded them out. And this guy went nuts. This little boy went nuts. But this time the demons came out. You know, it's amazing to me, Frank, how many of these cartoons have very demonic overtones. And yet, you know, people don't even make the connection, do they? No, they don't. And, and I speak to the parents right now. Go through your toy box of your children Go through their books, look and see, go through their uh, DVDs and their MP3s, go through them and see what they've got there because they may be bringing d- demons into themselves through the lyrics or through the, the videos, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so his strong man demon wasn't violence, but it was, it was you know, a lesser demon called Yu-Gi-Oh, a cartoon character that had supernatural strength. Another example we find in scripture is found in Matthew 12 when an unclean spirit goes out. We're going to find how they link together again. Uh, 
they go out of a man, Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 through 45, seeking rest, finding none after they go out of a man. It says, I will return to my house, which I came. And he comes and finds it empty, swept and put in order. And he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter, dwell there. And the last state of the man becomes worse than the first. So it shall be with this wicked generation. Now, Jesus is teaching us something here. And he's teaching us several things here that, uh, of course, the house is swept and put in order. It's cleaned up. And there's nothing that has replaced it. And this is why it's important. Jesus is teaching us to have something take that place. It's all cleaned up. Well, what do you have take the place? You have Jesus take the place. And you have the Holy Spirit come in and take the place. And you rearrange the furniture. You rearrange your life. You rearrange your habits so that you're not doing the same thing. So that's one of the things. But I think the most important thing here is that that we that we read in this is that the spirit he takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter and dwell there in other words he goes out the demon goes out he can't find rest he comes back in he gets seven other of his buddies that are more wicked wow and they join forces together you see this they're joining forces together to come in to do worse harm to that person. And I want you to notice that they grouped together. They left, one left, and he was the master link, if you will. And he opens the door for the others to come back in. And it's very important. They seek, they search, they look for rest, and they can't find it. They come back and they group together. Now, I've seen this many times. We see that story in, in uh, Daniel chapter 10. For your listeners, I want you to do this as your homework assignment. Go and read Daniel chapter 10 and look about the spiritual warfare that goes on in the heavenlies, about how a messenger or an angel, if you will, is sent to Daniel to give him a message. And he has to fight his way 21 days down to get the message to Daniel. And then he has to fight his way back. And there's... Uh, Michael, the archangel, comes to assist, but then the angel that he was fighting against, he called for assistance. The prince of Greece, principality, if you will, the prince of Persia calls for the prince of Greece to come and assist him. So you see the same principle again. The demons join forces. They call out to each other to render aid to each other and to assist each other. Another category is called powers. Now, powers... This is the last category, and this has to do with witchcraft, occultism, psychic powers, mental powers, telepathy, dark arts, transcendental meditation, and visible powers, like I said before about Reiki, universal life force, and I told you about that. Now, I want to go directly to what's happening in the church today, and here's what's happening. I'm finding people uh, speaking and using a false gift in the church today and saying it's from the Holy Spirit. People who say, God gave me a gift. This is what people have been saying, and this is what I've been finding, and this is what I've been correcting in the church. God gave me a gift. I feel somebody's pain. I feel a pain in my shoulder, and then I go and I pray for the person's pain in their shoulder. Well, you know what that's called, Sheila? That's called telepathy. Right. 
that's not a gift of the Holy Spirit. You will not find that as one of the nine gifts in the Holy Spirit found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That is a counterfeit gifting. You'll find that that's not a gift of the Holy Spirit. In fact, occultists teach that. They call it sympathetic pain feeling. Sympathetic pain feeling another person's pain. And you'll find this in the Institute of Astrology and Occult Science on occulttreasures.com. This is what they teach. This is what they've been teaching. And yet it's sneaking into our church today. People are actually feel, they feel that they're doing a good thing. They're praying for people, but yet they don't understand. That's telepathy. That's ESP. That's divination. That's all that. And it's not a gift of the Holy Spirit. God does not list that as a gift. That's not a gift. It's a counterfeit word of knowledge is what it is. So I encourage you, if you've been doing that, stop. Repent. Turn away from it, family. Turn away from that. That's not a gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent. Go seek it out for yourself. Look up culttreasures.com. This comes from the the occultist. They've been doing this for years and years and years. They've been doing this, and it's not a gift for the church. It's a counterfeit. And there's a lot of counterfeit things that are coming into the church. I think you and I spoke of some of these things, yoga and kundalini, all this kundalini spirit, all this jerking and mooing like cows and all these things that are going on. Now, listen, I used to belong to a church like that. I thought this was of God. There's counterfeit things going on. So please, the jerking part is if you look in some of the videos of Indian healers from India, this, these are called kriyas, the jerking motion, the clucking like a chicken. All that stuff are called kriyas. So I want to warn the, the body of Christ, look out for powers that are going on in the church today. That's kundalini power. That's, and the other one is called telepathy. You know, you talk about these things coming in the church. I mean, there is out and out right witchcraft in the church today. And of course, they're mixing in all these very strange new agey techniques right into the church. It's like the frog in the boiling water gets acclimated over time to these very malevolent things because these are not of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not a weirdo. He doesn't bark like a dog and cluck like a chicken and hiss like a snake, does he? He does not. There was a time that I was duped into believing that. There was a time I thought, well, this is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit until I realized that this is a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit. You take some of the things that have happened in some of of the uh, revivals and you look at them and you say, we, you know, we don't judge the man because we're not supposed to judge the person, but we can judge the fruit of what's going on. We're to judge that to see if there's false prophets and false teachers. And so we could look at what it produces, what it actually does, and also look at the uh, origin of it, too, as well. Can I, can I ask you, you want to do some deliverance? Absolutely. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just come to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and we thank you for giving us authority over all the enemy and all the power of the enemy. We thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus Christ, which destroys the power of the enemy. We claim the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Thank you, Father God, for us, Lord, and for our protection. And as we go into warfare, as we go into warfare now, we bind every power in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every principality in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all rulers of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. And every spiritual host of wickedness, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We command you not to call out to each other, to render aid to each other, or to assist each other, and to separate yourselves from each other. You have been defeated by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We bind the thousands of demons and the millions of demons that are that are in people right now that are taking their lives and destroying their lives. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every spirit that came in through books and CDs and movies in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind everything that came in through cassettes and MP3s and videos, internet, music, every subliminal message that came to us through the occult, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit of acupuncture and astral projection, astrology and auras and chakras and yoga. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We we command clairvoyance and divination, every enchantment, ESP. We bind you, telepathy, in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of, of fortune-telling, handwriting analysis and vexing and hexing, we bind your power in the name of Jesus Jesus Christ, a Ouija board, metaphysics, we bind you, pendulum, we bind you in the name of Jesus. We command all your psychic powers and seance and soul travel, every spirit guide, we bind you, every familiar spirit, sorcery, third eye, trance, voodoo, magic, we bind your powers and any kindred powers and all kindred demons, we bind you. And now we command you out in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. That's right, you. I command you to leave to everyone who is listening right now, every demon inside of each person. I bind you. I bind those spirits in you, and I command them to leave. Every spirit, I command you to go. Covetousness, out, self-love, narcissism. I bind you, and I command you out in the name of Jesus. You, kleptomania, go in Jesus' name. Every doctrinal spirit, doctrinal error, get out, go. Failure, leave in Jesus' name. Poverty, cheating, conspiracy, I command you out. Addiction, addiction to drugs, cigarettes, alcohol, tobacco, go in Jesus' name. Food, gluttony, obesity, I command you out in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that makes you bite your nails, nervousness, nervousness, I command you to go in Jesus' name. Out, every spirit of inferiority, that's right, you, the spirit of inferiority when your mother said something to you or your father said something to you rejection go in jesus name get out go rape when you were raped i command that spirit of rape and fear that came into you when you were raped i command the spirit of rape go in jesus name fear go Fear of man, go out in Jesus' name, out every sexual perversion that entered in. I command it out in the name of Jesus, every spirit of oral sex, anal sex. I command you out in the name of Jesus, out. Get out every perverse spirit, sorcery, loneliness, out in Jesus' name. Out every spirit that comes to you in dreams, every incubus spirit. That's right, that incubus spirit that comes to have sex with you. Succubus, I command you to go in Jesus' name, out in Jesus' name. You, the spirit 
I came to you when you made a contract with the soul of another person. I command the spirit of blood brothers to be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. I command self-idolatry. Go in Jesus' name. And the spirit of that covenant to leave you now in the name of Jesus. Get out, out, out in the name of Jesus Christ. Out in Jesus' name. That's right. Saint worship and Mary worship. Get out. Go. Idolatry. Get out. Idolatry. Leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Out in Jesus' name. Spiritual adultery. Leave in the name of Jesus. Out. Devil worship. Demon worship. Get out in the name of Jesus. All forms of occultism. Out. Freemasons. Eastern Star. Get out. Go. Out in the name of Jesus. Out. False religions, every spirit of false religions, go in Jesus' name. Voodoo, Buddhism, Santeria, Palamaya, Kombe, go in Jesus' name. Out, Rastafarian, Jehovah Witness, Unitarianism, get out, Reiki, Shamanism, Hinduism, Islam. I command that spirit of Islam out of you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Out in Jesus' name and murder, moon god. I command the spirit of the moon god out of you now in the name of Jesus. Get out, go. Out in the name of Jesus Christ. I command all forms of witchcraft, divination, every spirit of divination, go. Mediums, out. Fortune telling, fortune cookies. That's right, Chinese fortune telling. Go in Jesus' name. Every spirit of crystals and crystal balls, leave in the name of Jesus. Charismatic witchcraft. That's right, you, the one that's practicing charismatic witchcraft in the church today. I command you out in the name of Jesus. Out in the name of Jesus. Now listen, family, you have an opportunity here to make things right and make things straight, but you have to make sure that you understand that you are truthful to yourself. When you hear these things being called out of you, understand that it is not Frank Marzullo, but it is the Spirit of God that's calling these things out of you. That's right. The Holy Spirit is shining a light on your sin. The Holy Spirit is shining a light on your deviation. It's the Holy Spirit who wants you to get set free today. But be truthful with yourself. Be truthful and don't squirm. Don't run away. Don't hide. Don't shut this message off. Listen to it all the way through because God, he is faithful and he forgives and he will set you free. I command the spirit of colorology, crystal balls and curses, enchantments to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to go in Jesus' name. You, Antichrist, Antichrist, abortion, abortion, murder, death, child sacrifice. Go in the name of Jesus. Get out in Jesus' name. The spirit of Druid. I command you out in the name of Jesus. Get out. Go. The whoredom of the world. I command it out. That's right. You. That comes in through the lyrics of music. I command you out in the name of Jesus Christ. Out in Jesus' name. You. The one that comes on birth stones. That's right. Birth stones. Birth signs. Horoscope. All of that. Go in Jesus' name. Every demon assigned to those, leave in Jesus' name. Out. Mind control. Mind control. Leave in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. All of it go. All of it go. Karma. Reincarnation. Yin yang. Eastern religion practices. All trances and jinx. The spirit of Lucifer. Elemental spirits. Go in Jesus' name. Mystic guy. Numerology. Pentagram. Every spirit. Go in Jesus' name. The spirit of control, 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 control by fear. Go in the name of Jesus. Control by sex. Go 
controlling another person, controlling another person, out in Jesus' name, manipulation and domination, control, witchcraft, go, in Jesus' name, every spirit of omens, 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 everything that's secret, mysterious, secret societies, chance, leave in the name of Jesus, get out, go, in the name of Jesus. Now, fear, fear, name your own fear. You, name your own fear. You've got fear of what? Fear of driving on the highway, fear of water, swimming in the ocean, fear of being in a closet, fear of being closed in, fear of taking a shower, fear. All fears, every fear. Name your fear. Go ahead, family. Name your fear. That's called a spirit of fear. I command that spirit of fear to leave you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Take a deep breath and now just blow out. Take a deep breath, and everyone, just blow out. Just oh, just take a relaxing breath, if you will. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And now we ask you, Lord Jesus, we ask you to come in and take up residence where those demons were. We ask you, Lord Jesus. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come in and take up residence and rearrange the furniture in our life. Rearrange those things in our life so that we will not be operating and doing these same things ever again. And we bind every evil spirit that would try to re-enter us in the name of Jesus Christ. Enter us no more in the name of Jesus. Sheila, back to you. Wow, that was really great, Frank. I really appreciate you doing that because it's really important that people understand demons have a plan to lure you away from your faith. And, of course, if we look at 1 Timothy 4.1 in the I like the King James Version. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some may depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. I'm witnessing, Frank, more and more Christians in today's times giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons as they mix Christianity with all these other things. And I think it's so important that we clear the house. We get rid of that junk that is causing us to waffle around, Frank. Indeed, I see that quite a bit too. I'm amazed at how many times that I've met a brother or sister in the Lord and I find out what they are doing is not, they're not doing what Jesus said to do. Absolutely. Well, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. You know, churches don't even want to talk about demons, let alone casting them out. And of course, we are commissioned to preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers. So it's very important we do it all, not just pick and choose. This isn't a Burger King religion where we can have it our way. We are commissioned to do it. Frank, give out your website for the folks. Okay, my website, there's uh, two ways to get into it. One is a way is called, um, by my name, www.frankmarzullo.com, and that's Frank. Marzullo, M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-O.com. The other way is an easier way. It's spiritualwarfarenow.com. That's spiritualwarfarenow.com. Well, speaking of spiritual warfare, how can the new listeners get a hold of your book, Frank? By going to my website, I have um, a PayPal system. I also I, I have a lot of books I've written a few books, and my father's written a few, and I put them on the internet in my store section. So when you go to my website, you'll see, if you go into the store section, you'll see, actually, you'll see the first one out is called Spiritual Warfare Now. And then I believe you're going to see 
the next one out called uh, Spirits That Attach to Leaders and Attack the Church, which was uh, one of my latest additions. You can use PayPal or you could use Visa or MasterCard. And if you don't have any of that family, you can go right to my contact information. It gives you my address and my home telephone number. If you want to order it the old-fashioned way over the telephone, give me a call and I'll take your order over the phone. Do you want to give out your phone number, Frank? 386-736-2820. 386-736-2820. All the ministry that I provide, I provide for free. I don't ask for a dime because Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. So if you are in need of future ministry, go ahead and email me. You'll, you, my email address is marzulo, that's M as a Mary, A-R, Z as in zebra, U-L-L-O, at bellsouth.net. And you'll also find that in the contact information as well. And if I'm not home, leave a message on the answer machine. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Excellent. Well, and I want to encourage people to pick up your books. There's a lot of incredible information that can really benefit people. Frank, thank you so much for coming on the program this evening. And I do hope you come back and see us soon. Thank you for inviting me. God bless you, Sheila. God bless you too, Frank. Folks, that was Frank Marzullo Jr. His information is linked there on the September 24th bio today, Thursday, September 24th. Please do shoot Frank an email and let him know you heard him on the program. And don't forget, tomorrow, the one and only Pastor David Langford. It's going to be a fantastic show as we broach a very controversial subject. And who better to weigh in than the most prolific scriptorian that I know, a man of God who really has incredible insight. I'm so excited for that. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night and God bless.